It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The 2023 NFL Draft is right around the corner, and with that in mind, we are putting the finishing touches on our 2023 interior offensive line rankings and how this position group may stack out for the Dolphins on Thursday and Friday. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Miami. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. It's your team. Every day here on the Locked On Network, I'm Kyle Krabs, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, your host here on Locked On Dolphins, co-host of the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with Joe Marino. From the Locked On Network, you can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I want to give a special shout out to our everydayers, those who are plugged in on a daily basis because it is your team every day here on the Locked On Network. Today on the show... We have finished our studies of the interior offensive line prospects eligible for the 2023 NFL Draft. And in total, we we did spotlights on the five most likely to be available and picked in my mind for the Dolphins. But we did a total of, and I'm going to do math here live on the show, so bear with me for just a second. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. We have grades on 14 interior offensive line. 14 plus the three projected starters for the Dolphins. So you have a total of 17 grades in the interior offensive line column. And the first thing that stands out to me is if I tear out the grades that I gave for prospects that are available, and I'm going to pull it up here on the YouTube channel in just a second, and I highly recommend if you guys aren't watching on YouTube, this may be helpful for you to visualize. If I teared this out as far as guys that are... Definitive top 50 selections, definitive top 75 selections, definitive top 120 selections. You get a lot of volume between 25 and 125 in my mind in this year's class. And that for me gives me a certain level of confidence as I pull it up here uh, right next to myself on the stream. This gives me a great deal of confidence that Miami is going to be in a position to add an upgrade to the starting offensive line if they choose to go the interior offensive line route. And you can see here up on the YouTube, uh, the two top graded players across the 17 that we have graded are Robert Hunt and Connor Williams, which is great news for Miami. Those are two or three starters on the interior. The bad news is if you want to go finally Liam Eikenberg, you got to scroll all the way down into a stratosphere right now based off of what we've seen from Liam Eikenberg that ranks near the bottom of this list. So the Dolphins were going to have ample opportunities to target somebody who I believe could be an upgrade. And the depth of this class in that regard makes this discussion around whether or not to invest in an interior offensive lineman 
one that has certain qualifiers to potentially be added at pick 51, but it might also make it the more attractive option to pick at a different juncture in the draft. I know I'm personally of the school of thought that Peter Skaronsky, who who is projected to be a top 20, top 25 selection, I think is an interior offensive lineman. You can go ahead and strike him off the board. He won't be available for the Dolphins, and that's fine. I think any other name on this list, aside of Osiris Torrance, who is a scheme-specific type player, who's not really a scheme fit for the Dolphins anyway, could be available when the Dolphins come up on the clock for the first time and are scheduled to make their first pick. The way that it tears out is you have John Michael Schmitz and Steve Avila. And if you're going off of tiers, they're in a stratosphere on their own. Then you have the next tier down is Tipman, Mauch, and Sal Deveri. And then the tier after that is names like Andrew Voorhees, who suffered an injury, Antonio Maffi from UCLA, Jordan McFadden, who is a tackle at Clemson, and Luke Whipler, who's a center-specific prospect. That trio of tiers gets you in different waves of the draft. I think you have a 51 wave of Michael Schmitz and Steve Avila. You have an 84 wave of Tipman, who will be gone, predictably. Mauch and Saldaveri. And then you have a trade-down scenario wave that includes Voorhees, who I would love to add if you weren't banking on him to start for you right away or Maffey, who's really physically gifted but rough around the edges, or a McFadden or a Whippler to potentially bring in a developmental type later in the draft. But the fact that you have three blocks that have a lot of volume, Tier 3 has three guys in it. Tier 4 has four guys in it. Tier 5 has four guys in it. And then even Tier 6, and Tyler Steen, I think predictively, he's one of these players that was in my Tier 6, He's a tackle at Alabama. I think predictively he's going to be a guard at the next level because of a lack of length. But all of these players, in my mind, project as upgrades for the Dolphins at left guard. And that becomes the fascinating component for the Dolphins and what decision that they are ultimately going to make. Because if the run doesn't start early, you might get on the board at 51 and say, well, we've got the whole boat. Waiting to be picked. Do we pick it now? Is there a more rare upgrade opportunity awaiting us? And it makes me feel really good about the Dolphins' opportunity to upgrade the offensive line. And if this has always been the viewpoint and the thought process and the assessment of the team itself, then we should applaud the team for having this kind of foresight to understand Let's not overspend in free agency and overcommit to a player when we feel like our upgrade opportunities are definitively going to be available. And I don't want to say in our lap, but readily available when day two comes around and you're scheduled to pick at both 51 and 84. That's part of the game that you play, right? And you might not be playing this game with specific names for next year, but your eyes are certainly on that upcoming class. There has to be some level of advanced scouting as well to say, hey, well, this is still a big picture game. Where do we feel like a one-year stopgap is more sensible? Do you feel that the players in this class are fairly easily replaceable? I don't know. But what I do know is I see a bunch of names 
that are tier three, four, and five that I still think would be upgrade opportunities for the Dolphins at that left guard starting spot. And because of that, I'm excited to see what selection they make for the offensive line, assuming that they make one. Now, if they don't make one, yeah, then we're, we're probably going to have to have a conversation. <laughs> but I, I like the way that it is breaking as things currently stand right now. We're now going to talk about uh, the widespread upgrade opportunity in comparison to some of the other positions across this draft class here on Locked on Dolphins. But before we do, Grand Slams, no hitters and double plays are back, and there's no better place to get in on all of your Major League Baseball action than at FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. And that's because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet does not hit. Go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up, place your first bet, and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win that first bet. Don't miss your chance to step up to the plate with this no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. When you join FanDuel today, just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So if we get into the weeds a little bit here, and we talk about these widespread upgrade opportunities, bring the board back up for those of you who are following along on YouTube, and I I have it right next to me here as well. Let's talk a little bit about the pathway for each player, because it goes a little bit beyond, this is why you put the players in tiers. Because it's not just as simple as waterfall effect, pick the top guy. The pathways for the upgrades are different. Say John Michael Schmitz, Minnesota. My top rated center. I think he can play guard. There's extra versatility here. You could put him at center and move Connor Williams to guard. Or you can put John Michael Schmitz at guard. And keep Connor Williams at center. Steve Avila from TCU is the other tier two. And I think those two are standalone as far as the quality of players that they are coming into the NFL. He's a guard period. You don't have the same fluidity and flexibility position wise. Joe Tipman, I think could play both and he's a big center, 315 pounds approximately. So the same thing that the same game that you can play with John Michael Schmitz, you can play with Joe Tipman. I just think from a zone-based blocking perspective, John Michael Schmitz is a little bit more polished and ready to go with his hands. Cody Mauch, however, I think is probably only a center. I think he's the first player on this list that I think is probably center exclusive, and that requires a little bit of a larger leap of faith in who that player can be. Now, I evaluated him on, on what I am privy to. I don't have all the information. I haven't sat down and done the interviews and put him on the chalkboard and all that stuff. But just looking at his size profile, who he is, the pathway to getting better on the offensive line now involves changing two starters with their spot. 
as compared to some of these others, you're only inserting somebody over top of Liam Eikenberg. Nick Saldaveri offers you flexibility for both left guard and right tackle. Is the positional value flexibility more valuable when it includes tackle as compared to interior-only flexibility? If the Dolphins' answer to that question is yes, then you can probably push Saldaveri up above the two other names in Tier 4 as Tier 4 draft prospects. And he would probably be below Michael Schmitz and Steve Avila, but the next best available option. Andrew Voorhees has played tackle in his college career. He's definitively a guard from a movement skills and length perspective. And if Andrew Voorhees was healthy, he'd probably be in Tier 4. And for me personally, he'd probably be pushing Nick Saldaveri. But he's not healthy, and therefore he's not in Tier 4. He's in Tier 5. There are no prospects in the interior offensive lineman in Tier 1. No prospects in Tier 2, but I do have from an NFL grades perspective, Robert Hunt and Connor Williams are graded as Tier 2 NFL starting NFL offensive linemen. Tron Armstead is a Tier 1 offensive lineman. Your other two is Tier 6 and Tier 7. What's Liam? 7? Tier 7. you got two spots. It's the same two spots we've known. But to have the flow of information like this to definitively say, okay, let's take it in chunks. These guys, they're plug and play in a spot. These guys, they're upgrades, but you're changing multiple positions. This guy is scheme first versatile and position versatile, but it includes a more premium position. The questions that you have to ask yourself as you're going through the waterfall effect. I don't think Emil Echior... Emil Ekior will be graded higher for teams that run more gap concepts, and that's why he is a lower-level projection amongst the interior offensive linemen that I've graded. Tyler Steen is a complete and total position change in the same way that Jordan McFadden is, and because of that, Jordan McFadden and Tyler Steen were both NFL left tackles, or were both college football left tackles that you're projecting inside to guard. When there's that big of a leap of faith versus actually having taken the reps there with consistency... That's why they are a little bit lower down here on the pecking order as well. But I think the athletic tools of both of them could still potentially give you better play at left guard than what you have currently received. All of this blending together, when you cross-reference the middle section of tiers having a great surplus in available talent, in a non-premium position, leaves you one question for the Dolphins and upgrading one of these spots. And the question is this, in my mind. When does the run start? That's what you have to keep your eye on. When does the run start? When do teams say, okay, enough of the premium positions, these are definitively better players. And if it starts in the 40s, don't miss the dance. If it starts in the 60s, hold on to your butts. Because if it starts in the 60s, you might have to come up. So you better have a plan in place. 
if it hasn't started at 51, would you rather slide back and try to catch bef- the, the front part of the wave of the, of the run when it actually starts by moving back incrementally and protecting yourself and adding multiple picks along the way? Or would you rather stick and pick a more premium position? It probably depends on who else is available, for being honest. But if you do that and you deem you need a, an upgrade to your offensive line unit, you better have a trade compensation plan packaged in place in the event that between 52 and 84, it's a big stretch. It's 32 picks. How do you get into that mix without a future three and without a future four? What's your answer? Is it a player? Is it a future pick swap to move down from a two to a three? Just have a solution ready to go. Because if the run starts at 60 and Michael Schmitz comes off the board, I mean, let's do the math. Michael Schmitz and Steve Avila come off the board in the 60s. Tipman's going to be gone, predictably. Skaronsky will be gone. Mauch comes off the board in the 70s. Now you're looking at Nick Saldaveri. you got another 15 spots to go. And then you're potentially, and Torrance will be gone as well, where you're now looking at potentially being left out of the dance and seeing this depth evaporate before your very eyes. And if the run starts at 40, that means good players elsewhere are going to fall your way, and I would be more prone to be of the state of mind Okay, we've been dealt our hand. We'll go sign Fleming in free agency at offensive guard and continue to kick the tires all summer long, but we'll pick better players and not force it. But I don't think they're going to have to force it. You just have to be strategic about the run. Because the fact that this is a non-premium position that you have such a dire need at, and it's arguably your greatest upgrade opportunity on the roster as things currently stand, It has the most intrigue to me. We're going to talk a little bit about which value pick I I, I think is more appropriate for the Dolphins here to close this episode of Locked on Dolphins as we finish into your offensive line rankings. Today's episode of Locked on Dolphins is sponsored by BetterHelp. Getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process, especially because we're always growing, evolving, and changing. Therapy is all about developing your personal sense of self-awareness and understanding of who you are. Because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way that we do until we talk things through. BetterHelp helps connect you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. If you're thinking about starting therapy Give BetterHelp a try. It's done entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out the brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist, and then you can switch therapists at any given time for no additional charge. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash LockedOn. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If I were the Dolphins, my objective, and we're going to start getting into some big picture conversations here, my objective is to try to land a Tier 3 or better prospect with the pick at 51. You want to draft a good player, right? You don't want to just draft for need. So if I were to expand this list out, and I wanted to count how many tier one, two, and three prospects are available based on my evaluation and the position groups that I have graded for the Dolphins. I ended up having shortly over, I went back and took some of the grades that I did uh, in the winter time for Draft Network and repurposed their grades on a sliding scale for the Dolphins and their individual trait. Now, most of these players I went back and rewatched with a renewed sense of mind for the Dolphins, but not all of them, because I wanted to populate this list as much as I possibly could. So I have about 100 names on this list. Running backs, wide receiver, slash tight end. There's one wide receiver. It's Jonathan Mingo. Offensive tackle, interior offensive line, interior defensive line, linebacker, cornerback, and safety. So that's your most four pressing spots on both sides of the ball. About 100 names. Tier one and tier two players. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. 12 on the offensive side of the ball. 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. You have 22 in tiers one, two, and three, which is like blue chip, top 10 overall, first round guys, and early twos at those positions. So now you have to account for, okay, doing the math, you need about 30 names at other spots, but that doesn't include edge rushers, premium position, quarterbacks, premium position, wide receivers, premium position. Can you get the numbers to line up for 30 names that are either at positions of need for you that are not in tiers one, two, and three when grading for the Dolphins specific system or positions that are not amongst these eight that we factored for the Dolphins, aka quarterbacks, edge rushers, and wide receivers? How big can that list get? And if that list touches 30 names, you're going to mathematically be guaranteed to have a shot at at least one tier one, two, or three prospect. I can tell you right now, the tier one guys are like Jalen Carter and Bijan Robinson. You're not going to get them. The tier two guys, you have an outside chance at, again, going to positional value, uh, the tight end position with Darnell Washington and Dalton Kincaid. I think you've got an outside shot at one of those guys. At a bar A, at uh, defensive line, you won't touch. Devin Witherspoon from Illinois, corner, you won't touch. Paris Johnson, offensive tackle, you won't touch. Jack Campbell, linebacker, you probably won't touch, but it's a non-premium position. 
and then you get into the tier three guys. Now, the tier three guys on the interior offensive line are Michael Schmitz and Steve Avila. If they are there and they're the only tier three players available, it's a slam dunk. You take one of those guys, don't look back. Because that means your best available running backs would be tier four players, and that's a Banacand and Spears, and your best tight ends available would be Schoonmaker and Tucker Craft, and you feel they might be there at 84. Anton Harrison and Blake Freeland are your tier four offensive tackles right now. As I'm grading them out, I'd rather have Michael Schmitz or Avila than any one of those two tackles. Uh, Keanu Benton currently is grading as a tier four interior defensive lineman. It would at least make the conversation interesting, but you've got tier three guys on the interior side of the other side of the ball. They're better players. Take one of them. Diane Henley and Trenton Simpson. And then you have a slew of corners. If you've got tier three guys on the interior offensive line, that's the, that's the thesis here at the end. I would rather have a tier three interior offensive lineman in spite of the lack of value than have a tier four anything else. Now, if you have multiples at tier three, if you have Sam Laporta, who's a tier three tight end, Michael Schmitz, who's a tier three interior offensive lineman, Mozzie Smith, who's a tier three interior defensive lineman, Sidney Brown, who's a tier three safety that's where things really get interesting. But de facto, I'm going to trust the columns, the horizontal columns. Whatever highest column has players in it is where I'm probably going to defer when it's all said and done for everybody who asks. So for me to be able to say definitively, what do I want? Well, I'd have to predictively go through the top 50 and do the mock, which we're going to do later this week. So keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins because it is your team Every day here on the Locked On Network, I appreciate you guys checking out the show. Special shout out to our everydayers who are locked in with everything that we are doing here on Locked On Dolphins. I appreciate all of you who check out the show. Hit subscribe, follow along, keep it locked in here on Locked On Dolphins. I'll be back to talk to you all again soon, later today. And until then, fins up. Peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.